This is Richard Lett, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Do you think you're the next Russell Peters? Why not find out by performing on our Amateur Night? Visit yuckyucks.com for information on how to sign up. Amateur Night is only available at participating Yuck Yucks clubs. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yucky maniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yucky Yucks Comedy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. We've got a fantastic episode this week, just like we do every week, but this one is even cooler. This one is even better because I get to talk to the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Angelo Sarukas. That's right, the funny Greek. This man is a international headliner, I mean, all over the world. He is of comedy royalty. Um, very big fixture on the comedic scene, not only in Canada as being one of the, you know, early on, uh, performers that, uh, that, that really shot up to stardom, um, but, uh, also in the United States and as well internationally, he goes all over the place. Uh, we talk a bit about that, uh, some of his favorite places to perform. Um, and we, the, one of the great things about this conversation is that we really get down to advice about the business. He talks a lot about the marketing aspect, the importance of branding yourself and putting yourself out there. And I know that that's something that I kind of beleaguer on this show. I, you know, tend to, focus a lot on on the importance of, of doing those types of things uh, because I am a very strong supporter of comedians branding themselves and marketing themselves properly. Uh, you're not being selfish. You're being smart. So uh, I always encourage people to, uh, you know, plug as much as they can and, uh, and, and, you know, to, uh, to really try to, you know, create a following, create a, a good brand. And some of these, these comics, these veterans who've been around for a while, uh, the fact that they've embraced a lot of these things too, uh, speaks volumes about, uh, you know, how the industry evolves and how performers evolve and how they stay on top of the game. And Angelo is one of those, one of those comedians. Uh, if you have not seen his work, I'm sure you have because he has been all over the place. He's been in, uh, all forms of media, whether it be television, whether it be radio, whether it be, you know, doing shorts, like whatever the case is, he's done a ton of stuff, not just comedy. So he's very well-rounded, very, very, uh, uh, you know, business savvy. And, and like I said, has been around. Uh, the comedy game for such a long time that uh, he is someone to be listened to and respected greatly. And I know that he, you know, definitely had my respect. Um, it was just a fantastic interview. I get to talk to Angelo uh, while he's in Los Angeles right before, uh, of course, he's got a show up in, I believe it's Victoria, uh, something like that. I'll have to check the dates, but check him out. The Funny Greek, Angelo Sarukas. So some other announcements. We did the Tyler Middleton show on Friday. Uh, and I know that, uh, you know, I get to the fun part about this podcast is that I get to talk about some of the gigs uh, that I do and uh, some of the shows that I'm a part of uh, just on a producing aspect. Um, and yeah, it, Dynamite. Dynamite show. We had a great turnout. Um, sold out show. And uh, that's not the only show that was selling out. We've got shows that are just kicking ass all over the country. Um, all the Yuck Yucks are having uh, just some fantastic luck with with uh, some of the crowds. And, and I mean, summer, you know, I haven't been in this business long, but from what I understand, summer is not the best 
time of year for comedy. I'm guessing because everyone's outside enjoying themselves or vacationing or camping or doing whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of the clubs have had some fantastic success this summer and, uh, are, you know, just keep kicking out the huge names and shows and, and all that type of stuff. So, uh, this is no different. The Tyler Middleton show, uh, was a huge success. Uh, Chris Bell sold out a big show a couple weeks ago. We had Kevin Stobo in over the weekend, uh, and always fantastic to see Kevin. And of course, Last week, uh, just you know, every weekend, uh, uh, it's just been unbelievable the the amount. And and coming up here, of course, we've got uh, I get to do a really cool interview uh, with someone who I respect uh, greatly as well. Greg Fitzsimmons will be joining us on the program down the road. I get to interview him this week, uh, and I, that's been a huge thing for me. So um, yeah, lots of exciting stuff going on. Check your local listings, yuckyucks.com, folks. Uh, and of course, we got clubs all across the country going on. And now is the season. I'm not doing an infomercial. I'm just saying. I've been around. I've been shut out in the cold before when it comes to Christmas parties. You don't want to lose your spot. If you, uh, your boss, or wherever you work, are looking at doing a Christmas party or a function or whatever, and, you know, obviously the economy here is not great in Alberta anyway. So a lot of places have been going, leaning a lot more towards smaller budgets and smaller shows. And, of course, you know what? They can accommodate any budget pretty much that you got. No one's going to be doing it for quarters, kids, but you know what I'm trying to say. We'll work with you, okay? We've got uh, the best talent in the world. And, uh, and, and of course, uh, you know, when we, uh, we do these Christmas parties or corporate functions or fundraisers or whatever they are, uh, you know what, it, it always ends up being a great time, great, great reviews. So check us out, yuckyucks.com, or get a hold of me. Or any of the agents that are working the, the see this sounds like it's another goddamn infomercial. Let's go talk to Angelo Sarukas. What's the weather like down there right now? Well, you know, I, I look. I, I'm gonna give it to you as a Canadian who lives in LA. Yeah. I think the weather's great. It's a little overcast today, so they're very concerned here. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be, it's like about 25 Celsius and a little overcast. So they're, uh, they're bundling up the kids. So they're, they're shutting yeah, the highways yeah, down. Cooling. That's right. You know, it, it, it's cooling down here. <laughs> it's cooling down. And I, I always, I always find uh, it's hilarious how they view the weather here. In comparison to surviving a couple of Canadian winters. Yeah, definitely. Right? You know, and, and, and I think that's the first, anybody who comes to LA or lives here who's an ex-plant Canadian will tell you the same thing. They're like, what? Do they, they think 62 degrees is cold. So I'm like, whatever. <laughs> You've never performed in Winnipeg, have you, in January? So. Exactly. Be, you know, You've never been to Flin Flon, my friend. <laughs> you haven't seen, and I always love like, I was like when Canadians go, oh, that's not cold. Yeah. You know, I, I, you say it was minus, uh, it's minus 24. Oh, it's nothing. Last <laughs> week was minus 860. It's, you know. <laughs> We're always one-upping ourselves, right? Exactly. Which I always find funny. Oh man! Well, I, I'm a I'm a native Californian. I, I was the only guy to come backwards. I went up to Cal- to Canada instead of staying put down over there. But but what part of LA are are you guys in? I used to live like right, in Venice Beach, right by Santa Monica. There. No, no, we're right up. Uh, we're right up in uh, Valley Village, which is right at Studio City. Oh yeah, which yeah, is yeah, really yeah. nice. That's a great area. 
Yes, what were you avoiding that you had to go to Canada? (laughs) Whenever you meet Americans in Canada, it's always like, oh, yeah, yeah, I moved to Canada. You know, I thought it needed a change. I think you're avoiding something. (laughs) You're running. (laughs) It's where you end up is Canada. Oh, man. Everybody's up in Canada. Yeah, exactly. No, I actually, I work in... Every every time you see one of those documentary movies, you know, John now lives in Sudbury, Ontario. (laughs) (laughs) It's always like... How the hell did he end up there, man? He was exactly. in Chicago or something. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Espanola, Ontario. You know. Exactly. Oh, he's that's a turnip such a good farmer. Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's managing a yeah, turkey farm like in Thunder Bay. Oh man, that's just, how yeah. long have you been living out in uh, Los Angeles for? Well, I, you know, I I, I got here. Uh, it's been ten years now because you know my my chronology was I was um, born in Montreal, right. And then I like, you know, I, I, I was raised in Ottawa, but my family's all Montreal. And I lived in Toronto for years, you know, for about 10 years in Toronto. And then, sure. uh, you know, like all comics, we don't know where the hell we end up sometimes. So I ended up going to England because it was back at 05, 06, there was a big migration of guys like uh, Tom State and uh, Craig Campbell, Jason Rouse, Simon Cotter, you know, Russell, Russell Peters was the first one to go, really. Mike Wellmont. Right. All those guys were going to England, and I always thought, well, I'm never going to end up there because I'm an immigrant. My parents came from Europe. Why would right. I go back there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but you know, as as a comic, you you know, I did just relapse. The guy saw me, and he, he said, you know, why don't you come? Why don't you come to England for to do some BBC shows? I you know, for, I was supposed to go for three weeks, ended up turning into like you know, 19 months. That's crazy. Years. That's crazy. And <laughs> That's just nuts. That, that seems to be like very similar to a lot of comedians. Even now I have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of local guys or whatever that end up pulling up stakes, going to Europe and, and going to England or whatever. I always wondered, like, was that a difficult transition though? Like to bring your comedy from Canada, did it resonate the same? Well, what I found, look, the, the good, here's the good thing about being a Canadian comic. We have the sensitivities growing up of watching American and British television. Right. So true. we're not unfamiliar to uh, the UK. And I think any Commonwealth-type countries, like uh, I noticed when I was over in England, you'd see guys from you know New Zealand and Australia, South Africa, Canada. <clears throat> you had Americans there also, but we you know we grew up watching a show of Monty Python on yeah. the buses, you know yep, uh, Benny Hill. So <clears throat> I think you you would shape the the Brits have a different. They're a very go-out-and-see-live-theater-comedy kind of audience, right. which is really good. And the thing that – but they're, they're a harder – they're not so much about their laurels and, you know, they still rate comedy. They still get reviews. Sure. Or, you know, uh, and North America, it's like, yeah, sometimes you'll get that. Right, right. But they still go on that. So I, I find that uh, what was – it was like I, call, I thought of it as comedy boot camp. If I can make these Brits and – I, I, and Irish and Europeans laughed, and it should be easier. And I found the transition because they, you know, they have great comedians over uh, in the UK also. Right, right. So you have to adapt it to it. But they're not. But the nice thing about them also is that it's an educated audience, right? Okay? Exactly. So they're, they're they're familiar with us as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, we would, and so that, that's the whole, and I find even when I do comedy, <clears throat> whether it's in the Middle East or Asia, 
where like this year alone, I was in Egypt and then Jordan and then Kuwait. Wow. Which is you're dealing to that audience, and then you're going to Australia and New Zealand. You're dealing with that, you know, that kind of audience. And then you'll, uh, I was at Casino Rama two weeks ago. Right. You know, and and and, and for five thousand people at Casino Rama, and then Friday night at the Laugh Factory with Dom Herrera and uh, you know Johnny Sanchez. So it was eleven people left in the audience at two in the morning. Oh my God! That so those are the extremities that <clears throat> I think comics, you know, comics who are you know comedians who are working will tell you that. Right. Right. You know. You know, one minute you're doing this, and I and I think that's part of the game and, and and keeping busy and doing this because it's, as you know, <clears throat> I think that's why it's so hard to be a comic in Canada because you you're fighting for the spots, and then when you get on there, you're traveling a vast uh, amount of territory. Yeah, definitely. so I remember doing tours. I've been able to go coast to coast to coast, so you can do stuff all across Canada. So. You know, you're in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, and then you're, you know, in Abbotsford, British Columbia, and then you're Cornwall, Ontario, or Jesus whatever God. the case is. So I right. think that's why Canadian, I think we're more, we're like the, uh, you know, the airborne of yeah. comedy, right? We have to, we, we get thrown into it, and it's like, well, you know, like I go to England, and the guy goes, oh, it's uh, about a two-hour drive to go, it's a long drive, and I'm like, long? <laughs> Try like you know Brandon Manitoba, so like Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, or something. Dude. Yeah. Try not falling asleep for eleven hours in the car. Yeah, so. there's comedians still on their way there right now. I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's right driving. now, as we speak, there's somebody traveling somewhere in Canada. No, know, that Dakota. you bring up such a good point though, because you know just the diversity in the markets. It, it doesn't matter what venue you're in. I mean, I was looking at some of your upcoming dates, and I was laughing because it was like. Casino Rama, Yuck Yucks, <laughs> The Laugh Factory, The Italian Bad Boys of Comedy. Then all of a sudden it said St. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Church. I was like, oh my God, this guy's doing everything. Exactly. Unbelievable. Well, see, that's the thing. I, it's funny because, you know, on somebody said to me, it's funny, I did this other uh, interview where the guy goes to me, look, we were, we were just looking up on you, and we, it's like, you know, this is schizophrenic. You're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're in Kuwait, American <laughs> University of Kuwait, then you're in... You know, then you're in Australia, Melbourne, Australia Comedy Festival, and then you know, oh, uh, St. Paul and Mary's Church in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I go look. You know, I go the way I, I've never. I always look at it as a gig, as a gig, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, anybody you talk to is like, well, that, I mean, we don't really, as comedians, get to pick our gigs, <laughs> and then you, like now, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to be going. Uh, back to Toronto to Ajax in November to do Yucks, you know, and then people are like, hey, that's awesome. You're, you know, and I'm going to go to Vancouver Yucks. Right. And then, you know, and then you're, so it's almost like you're, you kind of go, I, that's the thing about what we do is you just kind of go to where you go. Right. There's no, some people think it's strategically planned. Sometimes it is if you're just looking in terms of travel. Sure. You may add on a gig, like right. the next month I'll go to New York and then Chicago and then whatever. But most times it's like, nah, you know, the gigs are in Calgary. Okay, so I guess I'll just got to get in an airplane. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I did this tour, which was hilarious because it was, it was with the investors group I was basing out of, you know, 
the, the only regions is Saskatchewan. Right. So I had to do, I was in Honolulu. <clears throat> then I came to LA and then I went to like Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and then from there it was like, okay, we have a gig in, you know, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> And then the guy goes, where are you going now? And I go, I'm going to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. <laughs> and the guy look, he goes, um, what? He goes, is it, I, I'm not even exaggerating. What country is that? And I go, Canada. <laughs> oh, it's, I thought it was like somewhere in Asia. Like, you know, I said, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I go, no, no, I'm really going there. And the guy goes, and I had to show up my itinerary. She had to go from Minneapolis. So I flew from Raleigh to Minneapolis, direct to... Saskatoon with all these like you know deer hunters on the airplane. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're, you're getting into Saskatoon, you know. These guys all these guns. We're going up there to shoot stuff. You know? <laughs> oh my god, man, that is crazy. I love that. I love that. Just the different. Yeah. yeah that, well, that's what, and that's what basically you know you're working on. Uh, you, you you got a gig. You got a gig worth a gig. That's what I always tell people. They go, "What's you know?" Cause, I mean, people are curious about what we do. Whether you're working on a cruise ship or right. a casino or a comedy club or a Greek church fundraiser, yeah, yeah, fun shows at synagogues. You know, my friends. Hey, let's go. We're going to do this thing for the old people. At the, you know, over here at Pacific Palisades. Right, know. right. <laughs> the rabbi wants us to. Hey, okay, rabbi. You know, it's a Greek priest. Let's go come do something. Sure. <laughs> you, you, you do those for your friends, right? Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> but but one minute to the next, I think, and I think that's if you connect the dots, that's where it gives you the experience. I think as a comic, and you have to. I think you got to throw. I think you're always throwing yourself into a fire, right? Because and, I, and that makes you better because you can't. There's no, I mean, if you, if you get an opportunity, it's like, Hey, what do you think of this? Okay. Yeah. Well, where, you know, where do we go for this? It's like, well, okay, let's go there. How, how important, yeah. I mean like, but how important have those lessons been to you over the span of your career? We get a lot of young comedians that listen to the show that are constantly looking to, you know, looking uh, to more of the veteran comedians for advice and, and, and stuff like that. Some of the, some of the new ones that are starting out, uh, you know, one of the big things coming up was, was some of that baptism and uh, failure is, you know, being able to go out and do a room if there's two or three people in there or, like you said, getting dropped, you know, it, it is like airborne, you know, you get dropped in these small towns sometimes where, where, you know, the, 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 the point of interest or, or, or what, or, you know, what's an acceptable way of life over there is completely different than what people look at in the downtown city. And, and so you get a lot of these young comedians that are constantly trying to evolve their five minutes to make it work in other markets. Is that something like when, when, when you first started out in uh, comedy, Angela, was it, where did you get that five or 10 minutes and you just worked it to death no matter where, where you went or, or were you trying to expand that five right off the bat? Well, what I, when I first moved to Toronto, I was broke like a lot of guys. So what I did is I, the first thing I did, I realized at that time, if I needed to work, I do a lot of hosting work and stuff. Right. Had a car. Right. A lot of guys didn't have a car. This is I mean, this is a weird way of looking at this, but I'm going to answer this question in this sequence. So I had a car. Mm -hmm. So the bookers would call me going, well, we have a gig, you know, <clears throat> and uh, Bell, you know, um, um, uh, what's a, not Bell. Uh, I'm thinking Bellevue for some reason. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Belleville. <laughs> Belleville, yeah. You know, Belleville, yeah, Bellevue. I'm thinking, you know, Belleville or Kingston or Guelph, whatever. Sure. But I had a car. Right. So they were like, okay, well, like, Saruka has a car, so 
we'll put Tim Nutt and Chuck Byrne and, you know, whoever the guys were at the time, you go pick them up. So that was a plus. Right. So I was able, I was available and I worked with guys. And I always found when you work with guys who are better than you, you get better. Mm-hmm. You know, if you work with, in Canada at that time, you work with Derek Edwards and you work with Mike Wilmot, Tim Nutt, all these, you know, uh, Irwin Barker and all uh, late great, you know, all these kind of guys. Sure. So you'd go there and it, <clears throat> that was the big part of it that way. So find out what's accessible to get there. Right. And yes. And then the thing is, if you're, if you're a city comic and you're in Toronto and you're working at spirits or you go to the rev, do yucks, you do, you know, whatever, that's fine. Cause you're, you're in a city mode, mm-hmm. but most guys will tell you most of the bills are paid off on the road. Right. Right. So you need to go to, you know, these Dresden, Ontario and, you know, uh, you know, Truro, Nova Scotia, where yeah. Mark Walker's from, and, and a lot of times you work with guys in the road. You find out where they're where they live and where they're from, and you know you pick up from that. So never, I never miss the opportunity to work with new comics I'd never worked with and go because that's that's the only way you're going to get better. Right, right. You know, is to it just go and I and I think that's what we do. And you find like now I live in L.A. Uh, because I got more opportunities here for film and television. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you get an opportunity to do a festival, which I've been fortunate enough to do festivals all around the world. Right. You know, <clears throat> Cape Town, South Africa, you know, uh, you know, Letterkenny, Ireland, and wherever the case may be, you know, just for laughs and, and all those things. So I think for a lot of guys, if they're listening and, and I always tell people get <clears throat> as much time on stage as you can. Mm-hmm. The only way you're going to get better is if you're on stage. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like one of the big things I really love about you is that you're you're an evolving comedian. And and what I mean by that is that you see a lot of comedians who don't evolve with things like promoting and marketing and social media. And and here this right. is you know, you push it, man. You're constantly marketing, you're selling shows, you're retweeting fans, you're really connected to your fan base. How how important has that been? Well, very. <clears throat> I think you're right. A lot of my friends, even the guys that come up with go, I don't do the you know, it's funny how you want to stay in the entertainment business. In any way, I look, I have friends who are singers, who are actors, writers, <clears throat> and they go, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to get involved in this Twitter or Snapchat or Instagram. And I'm like, if you're going to be in this business now, you know, and you know, in Hollywood right now, when you take a meeting, they look at your social media, sure. not your comedy. No shit. Wow. So they'll sit there and say to you, hey, uh, <clears throat> one guy said to me, we're taking this meeting with you because you have a great social media outreach. Right. I go, what about my uh, entertainment? Yeah, that's good. You know, like <laughs> they, they have a lot of guys I think who are good, but they, they, they nobody wants to do the extra work. Right. right. So <clears throat> before this phone call with you and uh, I was in Australia in April, I took my family, I did shows in uh, Sydney and Melbourne and Canberra and Brisbane. Right. And we did, you know, because of my Greek background, we did a big fundraising show. To, as you know, Greece has been going through economic difficulties in the last few years. Sure. So we did a thing called the Atrophy Program, which is Feed the Children of Greece, which this is a program that gives a hot lunch to kids from families less fortunate. Oh, that's amazing. And 
we did we did shows in Sydney, Melbourne, sold out, and we raised a ton of money to feed these kids uh, at least one hot meal a day type of thing at school. Right. So the guy sent me the video today. <laughs> they sent me. I headlined the shows. So there was comedians from Australia, from England, and from Greece on this fundraising show. And what I did today, you know, in a very Canadian way, I said I was uh, honored to headline this show that raised a ton of money to feed the children of Greece, thanking, <clears throat> including the comedians in the thread, but letting people know that, you know, we do also do charity work. So the first and foremost is that you want to let people know that, you know, we did this big charity that raised funds. For me, the end result got paid off. We're mm-hmm. feeding these kids in Greece, but it also lets people know in social media marketing that this is another thing that we do. Right. And what you said is exactly right. You cannot let those opportunities go. And it's not being self-absorbed or being too American. And if you don't tell people what's going on, they don't know what's going on. Sure. And I think a lot of comics, not just comedians, I think a lot of people are trying to be too cool. Right. You know, to not, well, I don't want people to think. No, if, if you don't let people know or think, right. they're not going to know or think. Exactly. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. that's what builds up your Twitter. And, you know, um, we, do, we do a Canada Day show every July 1st. I got this crazy idea about five years ago. I said, all these Canadians living here, and we never celebrate Canada Day. And I, and I was. I got lucky. Right. You know, Russell Peters is my best friend. Jeremy Hotz is my best friend. Yeah. You know, Tom Green, <clears throat> you know, Harlan Williams. So <clears throat> I got to do once a year, we do this show. It's just, and it's, 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 a, it's not even an industry show. We just do it. We play the national anthem. My brother in law's Armenian. We got a DJ. We do it together with Ara. Oh, that's beautiful. <clears throat> and we get like Will Fasso and Jeremy Hotz, Harlan Williams. And, and Russell and Ian Bag and Lachlan Patterson, oh, all the you know Daryl Lennox, all these guys that come in, and I, I make it an, an event, and it's it's and what ends up happening now as a result of it, as a result of this event, is we was never intended for industry. Well, guess who's showing up at the event now? Industry people. Right, right, absolutely. That's brilliant. Right. Man. So what I do now, in Canadian fashion. I always put a couple of newbies on the show. So you, you have these amazing headliner, multimillionaire comedians who are from Canada, and I'll put on like this year. I put um, um, uh, uh, what's the name from Hamilton uh, Johnson. Uh, oh, uh, oh man! Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Big kid. Uh, Good friends. Uh, I mean, I just woke up here a little while ago. So my brain's kind of frozen. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <clears throat> I'm thinking first name that comes to my head: Brian Johnson, lead singer from ACDC. But, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know, you know uh, his dad was a wrestler. Uh, good kid, um, and um, we put him on the show. And we put, a, and I always put a couple of <clears throat> newbies on the show who've never forget. They've never been on stage in LA, they're, they're do, you're talking about, and I told him, look, just go up there and have fun. Right. Dave Marihaj was on this year, Ron Jossel, Lisa Gay Tremblay, Lou Dino's got old friends, new friends. Go, we, we mix it up, and I always try to give everybody an opportunity. That's amazing. Man. To say that they they played on stage at uh, Problem Now is like I have a, 800 Canadian comics want to do it now. <laughs> I try to give it. 
I'm trying to give everybody a, a chance on it. There's a massive, but that's but all the social media from that. The consulate gets involved, and ET Canada sends people down. So it's just <clears throat> you're by just doing something. Yeah, you're creating something, and I find with social media, and that's what a lot of people drop the ball. You're creating an event, right? And by doing that, you're creating a a, a stir around you. Mm-hmm. So people will see <clears throat> that either you know I do. Like if uh, the comedy, if you look in the comedy magic club right now, which is regarded as one of the best comedy clubs in the world. Right. If you go to their page right now, comedy magic club at Hermosa beach, if you look at featured video, my wife told me this uh, yesterday, she was, I'm the featured video. Holy shit. You're talking guys like Jay Leno. You're talking, you know, massive. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, everybody. Uh, when, when, I remember, I mean, these are the guys, I'm not dropping names. These are the guys that Gary Shandling would drop in when Jesus. he was alive. You know, George Carlin, Larry Miller, uh, Seinfeld drops in, Louis C.K. drops in at this club, Bill Burr. Wow. <clears throat> those kind of guys. But the thing is, I asked Lee Hyatt, I, I talked to uh, the manager, why am I the featured video? He goes, well, he said, you killed it last time you were here. Right. And he goes, you're all over social media. Nobody else is posting it. Wow, man. So we saw that you have this following, and our social media people said, well, take Angelo Tsarugas' video, put it on Comedy Magic Club. Well, guess what happens now? KLOS, which is the FM rock station here, I get a call from these guys. Hey, man, do you mind if we play one of your clips on our uh, funnies at five? So some of my jokes are being played on KLOS. You're talking LA. You're talking oh, what? Ten thousand comic. Yeah. Vast market. Yeah. But because these guys there said, Well, you're always you're always tweeting us and you're you know, you're posting for us. So so that's the relevance of it. You never know who's watching it. Absolutely. But the guys who know and they says, Well, you're always posting stuff for us and now my friend calls me, you know, a lot of guys are going, Hey man, your videos featured video has <laughs> The Comedy and Magic Club. Yeah, I just saw that right here. Playing there. Yeah, yeah. George it's Lopez, uh, you know, right? Oh man, yeah. Like talk about the heaviest hitters in in that comedy, and right there, front and right. center, featured video. Wow. So if you if you see, I don't know if you're on the page or not, you'll right see it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, that, and see, that's why I always tell people that it, now. Here's the here's the deal on this. I didn't. They didn't call me and tell me, and I didn't call them and ask them. Mm-hmm. My wife saw it. She, you know, she does. She obviously with a lot of my stuff. She says, "You're you're featured." And then all these comics started calling me. Hey, man! And here's the best part. They're, guess what they're asking me? How did you get your video up there? Featured on there? Yeah, <laughs> I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't get it up there. They put it up there. Wow! But when I asked, when I asked the manager of the club, he goes, "You're one of the few guys that." T- even when you're doing local shows, like I was there on Saturday night, right. you know, and then uh, I, uh, you know, um, it was uh, Daniel Tosh from Tosh.0. Right, right. I was closing the show. He goes, we're going to put you to close the show. So he shows up. He goes, I'm going to go on before. I'm trying. He goes, I'm, uh, Daniel Tosh was there. He goes, Andrew, I'm going to go on before you. I'm trying out some new material. He goes, I don't he goes, I saw your set Thursday night, which was a nice compliment from him. I don't want to go after you. Sure. Abs- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, bro, it's cool. I mean, he's, you know, Daniel Posh. That's huge. The audience goes crazy. But it's funny how, you know, <clears throat> that, so 
that's the connection between doing uh, social media as a comic. I understand it's work, and some people will regard it as, well, what's that got to do with comedy? But right. if you look at what we're doing now, look what we're doing right now. We're on your podcast. Right. <clears throat> people will listen to your podcast, and we're you know people are going to check out your podcast. They're going to check out my website, my Twitter, right. you know, Big Ange Comic, you know, Instagram, you know, uh, oh, he's coming to Yuck Yucks. He's going to play here. He's, you know, you, <clears throat> everything's relevant. Absolutely. But I know that a lot of guys still, they still don't do it. And it's unfortunate because yeah. you really need to be doing that today. Yeah, you really do. I was having this conversation with a, a friend of mine, a writer from Los Angeles. And he was, he's, he did a, he did the, uh, the book with uh, George Wallace. And, and he was saying that George was against social media for years and years. He was always worried about people stealing jokes or, or, you know, this and that or whatever. Yeah. But now that he's embraced it, I mean, he's, he's, a, you know, superstar on Twitter. Everybody follows him. Everybody loves his stuff. And, sure. and, and it, it's expanded, you know, his, his fan base. I mean, massively. So it's just, it's a, it's a, such a crucial piece of advice that you give and, and such a great, great one to some of these, you know, young up and coming comics and stuff like that out there who were trying to, you know, cause like I've heard you say before, like this is a business, you're, you're selling a product, you're, you're selling laughs and, 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 and this right. is a very important thing to, to do. Well, I also, you know, Jake, the, the thing is this too, we tend to have, and I, you know, being a Canadian, we tend to have a little bit of a socialist attitude sure. towards the business in Canada, meaning, oh, somebody will do it for me. Look, nobody's going to do shit for you. You right. got to do it yourself. Absolutely. And I always tell people, get on stage. Like I've written now, I'm still writing new stuff. Now I'm writing a new wave of stuff that we're doing. <clears throat> and it's enthusiasm. And I look, I'll, there's days like three or four days ago, I just wanted to quit. Yeah. At it. You, know, you get a dry spell. I don't like sitting around too long and not doing anything. I think like anybody. So you want to get active and get working. So I got spots in LA. Like I'll work regular at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood or Long Beach. Comedy Magic Club, which is one of my favorite clubs in the world. And Hermosa Beach. Just, you know, everything about it. Uh, the ice house in Pasadena. So I'm on a regular rotation with these guys. Right. <clears throat> so <clears throat> you're, you're, you're doing it because I, you need to get stage time. And, um, you know, unlike Toronto where you take the subway, uh, in the old days we go to young and Bloor where Yuck Yuck used to be up at young and Eglinton there, uh, young and Bloor, young and Eglinton. Right. And do, you know, here you drive around, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I got this new joke, this new bit I'm working on and I tune up on it. But I can't stress, and to me, it's a daily thing. I'll spend a minimum 30 minutes a day on social media and, you know, just retweeting. And even if it's a fan saying, hey, I was at your show. I loved your show. I'll retweet what they wrote. And they're so happy. Yeah. Absolutely. And they're like, man, that is the coolest thing that you added me and put. I said, why wouldn't I? Yeah. The, the people, those are the people that are making us look good they and i reciprocate all the time if you've noticed i always retweet fan requests absolutely spots, and that kind of stuff and uh they'll make it funny if they, if they send me a funny picture i'll send it i'll like it yeah today i sent like i was telling you all the other stuff <clears throat> and now we have a web series called spiral tar pi with frank <laughs> spinal i think i saw a clip of this, this web series yeah. television web series pilot right for and then we We've released it. We're releasing it now. It's called Spiral. If they go to YouTube, they'll see Spiral's RPI. They're on it. 
So it's me and Frank Spadone. It's think of a seventies PI show like Kojak meets Cannon. Oh, I you love know, that. Man. I love that. Yeah. And, and in Montreal. So if you people look, they go, "Oh, wow, that's cool." And they're people are retweeting it and <clears throat> we're putting clips up, and you know, it's it, it constantly it doesn't end. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That's I think I saw a clip of that. I think there was one where you were in the booth. I think you were pouring. Uh, uh, uh was it? Oil. Olive oil? Olive oil on a salad. Oh, the yeah. salad. That's what it was, man. That's, yeah, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> you know, and what we did with the series, because we're trying to, just like the guys did at Letterkenny, those guys did it all through YouTube and social media. Right. Because we don't live in an age anymore. This uh, fallacy that people are going to show up and give you a show, yeah, it may happen, but you got to make it happen. We crowdfunded, which was all done through social media. We crowd. We got this idea. Me and, uh, and my uh, partner on this, which is uh, Ioana Vrignotti, she's an indie filmmaker from Montreal. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful and determined. And we got together, we thought of this PI show. <clears throat> she wrote it up, I punched it up. We crowdfunded it. She worked to put a crew together to set it up. And then Frank and I, you know, we, we went to Montreal. <clears throat> I stayed there for a week. Uh, we did it at a strip club, you know, Wanda Bar, Montreal. Right. And we like it pulled our resources. We had what fifteen grand. Wow. And we were able to get a DP. We got a crew. Her mom would do craft services. The guys at Wanda Bar, Montreal, were good enough to give us the club during the day to shoot. Oh, man, that's incredible. We did some exteriors, and we we consolidated it, and we put together a half hour TV web series pilot. That's unbelievable. And that's how you, that's how you gotta. Fucking do it now, right? You gotta do. Can we swear? Absolutely, it? absolutely. Okay, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. <laughs> but you know, and it's like, well, so you put that together, you know. That, dude, and, that's such that's such a huge thing because I mean, like back in the day, I mean, you had to you had right. to take a meeting, you had to do a pitch, you had to write a pilot, you had to do you know a, a, a spec and all this stuff. You had to, all these people sign off on it, and now you're creating your own content. And not only that, is that people get to see you on film, whether it be casting directors or agents or you know other you know opportunities there in Hollywood. Uh, it, it, it it's it's unbelievable, man. Well, that's why in the last few years. And it, it's frustrating because, you know, I had a development deal with Vince Vaughn's company, right. Wild West. So I was touring with Vince on Wild West. I mean, I'm doing shows, you know, I filled in for somebody. Vince liked me so much. I'm doing shows with Bill Burr. Wow. Steve Byrne, you know, Ahmed Ahmed, Vince, John Favreau, Peter Billingsley, Phase on Love. It's like sketch, stand-up, sketch, stand-up, and then we do a finale. Like, you know, wow. don't stop believing. We're wearing sunglasses, shirtless, oiled up, throwing beach balls. Chicks are going fucking crazy. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> you know, in front of 5,000 people are Seattle, Kansas, Chicago, you know, whatever. So, and then we got a development deal, and then we were and then we were working on it. We had a development deal at CTV. It, it, you know what happened? Bell Media changed their plan. They laid off a lot of people. Sure, it's still in the works, but you got to focus off. I went to Greece, did a documentary, which we sent. Uh, so we did a documentary, and I did a stand-up comedy special that I filmed in HD live in Athens. First wow. time ever, a comic went to Greece. I, it was part of uh, my dad had Alzheimer's when he died. Before he was in his faculties, he always told me, "You've traveled the world. Why don't you go to Greece?" And do a show. And, you know, I thought 18 years later, why don't I? I did it. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> we don't know where it's going to go. It won an award at the London Film Festival. Now we're submitting it. Uh, I was trying to get it into TEF, but we didn't have that much luck. And then now we're doing Spiro Tsar. You know, so we have web series, uh, development deals. Um, you know, uh, uh, I sent it now to Netflix for my comedy special. We have a documentary. You know, you, you I think you've you got to diversify. you got to put different pokers in different fires. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then combine it with, <clears throat> I mean, it's work. I mean, I, I look at it as a full, you know, to me, this is a full-time job. Sure. You know, and you, you know, what we're doing right now, but I love doing it. So that's the difference. So people who are listening right now, if they're listening and they're, and they want to get advice, I think from just what I'm describing to you, because mm-hmm. I haven't fucking stopped talking for 20 minutes <laughs> in a row here. Are you kidding, man? But, this is you know, gold. It, I, it, it, it's a good question for me because a lot of people always ask me, what's the success? Sure. And I go, the success is just getting up before, you know, don't bitch and complain about shit. Just get up there and find out where, who can you email? Who can you call? Right. I should, why am I doing comedy? It should be like a Tony Robbins. It should be a motivational speaker. You can buy your first house. I'm going to show you how to get a mortgage. I was going to say, you could do a tour just on the business of comedy, man. I swear to God. This is you know, dynamite. Amway. I should be selling Amway or doing mortgage. <laughs> you know those guys late night. Are you having a problem buying a home? Well, let me show you the Angelo method. Oh, man. Are you kidding <laughs> first me? First of all, this go have your kids' trust fund accounts and send it to me. <laughs> you, you know what's oh, weird? I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at this coffee cup. I, I'm having a coffee. I'm sitting on the balcony. Smoking right. a Magna. I'm smoking a Magna, um, uh, nice Magna, Casa Magna cigar, oh. which is a great cigar for breakfast. Love it. And on my coffee cup, it says, two roads diverged in a wood. And I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference, Robert Frost. Holy shit. I, I don't like know if that. it's ironic or not. That's amazing, man. That's great. I love that's it. True. It's just a little quote. And I think that's, I'm sitting there now going, yeah, I took the wrong road. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I could have been selling souvlaki on Danforth, <laughs> but instead I wanted to be an entertainer, so here oh, I am. Oh, man, that's beautiful. Speaking of which, have you found a, a good Greek, or sorry, a good uh, a good Greek place to call home over there to eat? Yeah, you know, look, we're spoiling Canada when it comes sure. to that. We really are. Absolutely. There are some good places. <clears throat> There's one place on Ventura Boulevard I go to all the time called the Great Greek. The Great Greek, man. That's legendary. Yeah, I love Great that place. Great Greek on Ventura. Yeah. The Great Avogolamono Soup and all some other stuff and... Yeah, there's another place called the Firehouse. There's a little hummingbird here. What is this? Oh. The fuck is this? No, it's a big, some kind of a fucking beetle. But it's like, dude, it's holy shit. It's got. It was. It looked like it wasn't a hummingbird. It's like this big beetle with like a, a teal and yellow back on it. I thought it was gonna fucking kill me. It was like a huge, <laughs> be on steroids. I'm talking to you. I'm like, what? What the fuck is this? Oh, yeah, we're oh, Greek food, man. so <clears throat> sorry for the ADD. No, no, I so, love yeah, it. I love it. Spots. Yeah, the Great Greek. Uh, I, I used to go there all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. You know, and, and for people listening out there, Greek salad does not have fucking lettuce in it. Okay, <laughs> doesn't matter where you go. I know people. No, we put lettuce. If you if there's lettuce in your salad, it's a modified yeah, Greek get out. salad. Get out. Get out of here. The real Greek salad is tomatoes. Onions, oh, a little man. oregano, olive oil, feta. So 
sometimes red pepper, Kalamata olives, okay? Not that shitty Italian shit they try to push off on you. <laughs> and sometimes you can put gapers on it. It makes it more island. That's a Greek salad. Oh, I have so many arguments. I was in New York. The guy started telling me it was a Greek salad. They put all this iceberg lettuce with two little pieces of feta and an olive. Oh, it's a Greek salad. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> so the guy came out and he goes, you know, this is how we do it in Greece. And I started yelling at him in Greek and then he put his head down. I said, really? Is that how we do it in Greece? And he goes, well, I didn't know you were Greek. You look like you're from Wisconsin. I said, well, I'm, I got green eyes. I'm Greek. Until you, know, you start yelling at them in Greek and they know you're Greek. Yeah, then he walked away in shame with his head down low. Oh, yeah, I said, hold on a second. You're trying to tell me this is how Greek salads are? I go, this is Horiatiki. Horiatiki means village. This is how you make a village salad, Malaka? <laughs> malaka, for people who are listening, means friend. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> Masturbator, wanker, terms of use. Uh, you can use it in that context. If we're friends, I go, hey, Jake Malaka, where have you been? <laughs> so I, I started yelling at the guy. My other, other comics were with me, and they just didn't say nothing. He took it. He came back. He goes, you know what? He goes, all the tourists don't know the difference. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I man. said, well, I know the difference. <laughs> You're killing me, man. You know, so, <laughs> so you're based in Calgary, right? Based in Calgary, yeah, 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 yeah. No, Calgary's a great city. It's know? a dynamite I'm town, man. Oh, do you? They're Over here? Calgary. I used, to go, I used to love going to, there's a great place in Calgary called Broken Plates. Yeah, I know Broken great. Plate very well. See, they're good. Those guys are good. And I miss Mr. Sub and the keg. Oh, yeah. I miss, you know, and now you got me on food because I'm hungry. <laughs> I'll tell you what I miss. I miss Swish L.A., Harvey's, The King, Tim Hortons, Mr. Sup. Holy shit. All of them right there. Boom. I'll have all of them when I get, when last time I was in Toronto, I fucking, in 24 hours, had all of it. Swish LA, Harvey's, Tim Hortons, The King, and Mr. Sup. Oh my God, in a 24 hour period. Oh man. I, to, I haven't. Man, I mean, it's just Mr. Sub's great subs. Like, fuck Subway. I like Mr. Sub. Mr. Sub is great. What do you guys have? What is it? I forgot. What is it? Uh, Togo's? They got Togo's down there. They well, got Bay oh, yeah, I mean, you have like, you know, Subway. Yeah. They have this new thing. I've discovered these new ones now called Firehouse Subs in Arizona. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which Those are, are dynamite, awesome man. subs. Now they're starting to come around here. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Firehouse Subs are good. And I really miss the King. It was one of my favorite places to go for a steak. It's still a great anywhere, place, man. and you know, yeah, yeah. it's great. I mean, Canadian beef—you can't beat it. I mean, I think our, you know, our standard. You know, I was talking to Jeremy Hans about it the other day. He was telling me, "Man, I'm every, first thing I do is I go and get Harvey's. Yeah, <laughs> I can love Harvey's. <laughs> so you go there and excuse me, I just sneeze into the. Bless you. But thanks. But yeah, so I mean, you know, you know, and that's important on the road also. Cause, you know, that's why I tour across Canada because all the Greeks know they'll see on TV and they're like, they're just happy. If you know, if you go to Saskatoon, you go to Olympic Pizza. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. best freaking pizza in Canada. You never think that. Or you know, if you're in uh, Sudbury, you go to Athenian Garden, or if you know, if you're in Montreal, well, Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, forget it, Vancouver. We don't. We, we go to everywhere. Right. Damn, right. We just walk down the street. <laughs> Even in Calgary, you go to different, you know, places, oh, uh, diners, roadhouses, and all the comics were like, man, you know where to go eat. I said, it's my people. <laughs> this is where I belong. What do you mean? That's what we're, we're, we're feeding. Who do you think's been feeding Canada for the last 60 years? Exactly. 
Exactly. Not the manja cakes with grilled cheese and shit. Who's feeding everybody? Now it's the Chinese and everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. That is money. Angelo Sarukis, where can people find you? Uh, I know you're on Twitter. I'm, I'm a big fan of your Twitter. We follow each other on there. We, are sure we follow each other on Twitter. Right? Yeah. You, listen, you can go to my website, funnygreek.com. Perfect. Funnygreek or sarukis.com if you can spell it. Good luck. <laughs> uh, you know, <clears throat> my uh, rest of my handles are a big Ange comic. Yep. Uh, B-I-G-A-N-G-C-O-M-I-C or... As Russell calls it, by gang comic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Yeah, you're a by gang. You like you know you go into these by gang. So it's Big Ange comic at Big Ange comic on Instagram and Twitter and yeah, I mean, so you know, it's uh, I'm always posting stuff and sending stuff, but I'm happy to be <clears throat> on your podcast and and I've listed the dates in Canada. I'm gonna have Yuck Yucks in Vancouver uh, end of this month, and then in November I'm at Yuck Yucks in. Um, Ajax, uh, Steve, my friend Steve, has got a new club, and I'm, I'm looking forward to going um, back there. So, yeah, it's always awesome, fun man. to go again. I'll be able to hit all my restaurants in between the two. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely put up all the links on the description for the podcast. And, and Angelo, it, it's for me, myself, I'm a huge fan. It's absolute honor to, to share 45 minutes with you and, and just to talk shop and, and to hear your, your outlook on comedy and the business and, and, you know, the advice that, that you give out to people is, uh, is absolutely priceless. So thank you, sir, for making the time for this today. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you in person and, and whether I take a trip down there or, or you know, catch you at one of the clubs over here, uh, definitely me one of those. Too, man. Yeah, it's absolute honor. Thanks Thank you so lot. much. And I, I, it's, it's been a pleasure being on your show today. Appreciate and, it. Uh, Appreciate you know, send it. Send me some uh, Timmy's when you get a chance. <laughs> <laughs> American coffee sucks. So. Absolutely, man. I'm going to fly down. Okay, gonna, buddy. All right, take care of yourself, Andrew. Pleasure. We'll talk to you a soon. pleasure. All right, my friend. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks, and there you have it, the wonderful interview with Mr. Angelo Sarukas, legend, right? Unbelievable, man. What a great guy. Very nice, very smart, and uh, an absolute pleasure and honor to speak to him. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Hey, on behalf of the show, I am your host, Jake Hirsch, and of course, the entire crew at Yuck Yucks, Mr. Mark Reslin, executive producer, Kira Williams, our webmaster, Camille Argue, and of course, her wonderful husband who laid down all the acoustic tracks for this badass podcast, Mr. Lane Argue. Check him out. The link is in the description. Until next time, we will see you next week.